It's Thursday, the 25th of February. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and Shane Lee, the most pressing question. Did you get Tom's boots? We didn't, actually. We didn't get time. We're going to go on Saturday morning, mate, and get them now. But uh, he reckons he wants a red pair, so we'll see how we go. It's a bit Larry for me. I might stick to black. Oh, you got to get it right. <laughs> Maybe get black with a little bit of red. That's what i got for Joey. Huge show on the way. Tony Shepherd. Now, Tony Shepherd is the chairman of Venues New South Wales, of course, covering off all the major stadiums across Sydney. He's also chairman of GWS Giants and on Racing New South Wales board. There's plenty to talk to Tony about. And Kylie Hilda, the new coach of the New South Wales Women's Rugby League team. Shane, Tiger Woods, I tell you what, uh, that was dramatic. The whole of the sporting world held its breath, of course, until the uh, extent of the injuries. He's had surgery and, and now recovering. Yeah, it was a, looked like a nasty accident, didn't it? It's fortunate someone actually saw him go off the cliff because uh, he could have been there for a while and they had to use the old jaws of death, mate, to get him out. But um, fortunately, he's okay. So, uh, yeah, he's had, a, he's had a bit of a tough time of late, old Tiger, but um, yeah, it's good to see that he's, um, he's going to be okay. The big question is whether he will make a comeback. And uh, look, there's some interesting parallels being made between him and the great Ben Hogan. Now, Ben Hogan, for golfing fans, absolute legend, had a a near-fatal accident. They thought he was going to die in 1949, and he had sort of uh, all kinds of injuries, uh, like fractured pelvis, uh, blood clotting, breaks and fractures. And he came back and won the 1950 US Open. Now, he's got quite significant injuries uh, tied to his legs, like smashed ankle compound fracture on one leg and fractures on the other that that's the question mark can he come back and and win a major he's got 15 and uh jack nicholas has 18 yeah um, i'm not sure about that mate um he's he's had real bad back injuries for a long time and uh i'm sure these additional injuries are not going to do those things any good but uh look you never know with tiger he's, he's a true champion and um but he's lucky to be alive, I think, mate, to be honest. Yeah, never far away from drama. And I thought that early part of his life, everyone thought everything's swimming nicely. Those Nike shirts just fit perfectly and he's amazing. But uh, a bit's gone down since. All right, let's go to uh, India from the United States to the subcontinent and uh, the India-England series. It's it's really interesting, this. Yep, and real parallels to the India-Australia series where Australia started the series well, as did England in India. Um, England had their worst day in, in Test cricket in a long time. Bowled out for 112 against India. Um, Axar Patel taking another six for 38. And India, um, in reply, are now three for 95. They have got Kohli and Sharma out. But uh, you know, India are only, only trailing by about another by 20 runs at this stage. So England in a bit of trouble here. They need early wickets. It's alive and well, isn't it, Test cricket? That's for sure. It sure is, mate. And um, it, it's great to watch. And I think it's always good to see where bowlers are really playing a major role in Test matches. And generally, you can see over in India where teams just get 400 and 400 and 400 and, 400 and, um, and bat long and deep. And um, so here it's good to see that the bowlers are taking wickets and uh, and when batsmen score runs, they have to really earn it. Okay, coming up on Afternoon Sport, the brand new New South Wales Rugby League women's coach, Kylie Hilda. Afternoon Sport and a course of huge announcement for the New South Wales Rugby League yesterday with... Kylie Hilda, the new coach of the New South Wales Women's Rugby League team, and she's on the line. How are you, Kylie? 
Great. How are you? Hey, Kai, this is a big step for Women's Rugby League, isn't it? Uh, it is. It's definitely a, a huge step, and I'm really, really grateful that the uh, New South Wales board and uh, Dave Trodden have faith and they've given me this role. So it's exciting times. Because you've paralleled, haven't you? You've been playing but also doing some coaching along the way. I have. I had a really um, interesting experience last year. I was, you know, started off as the assistant coach with the New South Wales women's side. Um, and just before we went into camp, got a phone call. Actually, it was after the NRLW grand final. I got a, I got a call from Andy Patmore, the coach, uh, letting me know that I would be brought in as the 20th player. Um, obviously, things were a little bit different last year for us. We had to go into um, obviously a lockdown. So we were going away for two weeks. Um, and then there was the issue that we couldn't bring anybody else in if we'd happen to have an injury. So he asked me to be the 20th player slash assistant coach. Um, so I went up into camp and, um, yeah, the unfortunate part of all that was that I had to do all the training um, <laughs> during the camp, which, look, I, I actually loved it, um, getting out there on the field with the girls, um, but still having my hat as the assistant. So it was sort of I was getting the best of both worlds um, up there, if you could say. So I was still part of the coaching staff and having an input in there, but still getting out onto the field. And yeah, as the weeks went on, um, obviously Keely Davis has had a back injury and, mm-hmm. um, you know, leading into that last week just before Origin, it uh, turned from assistant coach to you will now be starting and playing Origin. Kylie, what do you think is going to be your biggest um, challenge at going from uh, a player to a coach? Um, I don't think there's too many challenges, to be honest. I, the, the biggest thing I've learned, especially last year, is um, you've got to have a really good relationship with your players, and especially at that level. Um, the beauty of being an origin coach, the way I see it, is that you're getting to pick the best 17 players of New South Wales. So it's not like I have to bring a bunch of, of girls in and, and teach them how to play footy. They all know how to play footy. So it's more, um, you know, giving them some basic structure and then making sure that they all understand their roles and their positions and um, building that, having that relationship with them off the field already, I think is a massive bonus of anything. But obviously the biggest challenge is, is we've got to get that trophy back. So we've got to look at, yeah, we've got to look at ways that we can um, make sure that we're using the players in the right way and uh, selecting the right players in the right positions and coming up with a really good, basic game plan to beat Queensland. You've had to become a pretty good juggler, Kylie, haven't you? Because you're, you're obviously married with two boys, two growing boys who've got all their own sporting interests. And, uh, yeah, how does it all work? How does the juggle go? I have a really good and supportive husband, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, and he's always my biggest supporter. He is always the one saying to me, don't say no to things. Um, and I couldn't honestly couldn't do it without his support. But you know, my boys are sixteen and twelve now, so I, in hindsight, I'm probably past the hard stage of um, them growing up. They're a bit older now, and you know, I've always done it my whole sporting career with either playing with touch football or then you know looking at playing myself. But yeah, as I said, I couldn't do it without the support of him at home. That's uh, beautifully said. And um, you got to get some good support too. You got apparently you got Jeff Tuvey as your assistant coach. Yeah, Tuves. It's uh, when I found out that he was going to be my assistant, I was I haven't I hadn't met him personally, but I'd heard a lot of good things about Tubes, Um and I was pretty excited. And then we we uh, met up on Monday and and had a really good chat. And you know, he's an exciting person. He's a lot very similar to myself, which is great. Um, he's great. seems really passionate. He's pretty excited about um, jumping on board and 
and helping us put together a really good team um, to be Queensland. He's a great guy and actually very clever. Uh, he's a very clever bloke as well. Uh, look, um, there is one name, and the New South Wales, obviously, your your primary goal is to, to get that shield back. Uh, one huge name in this game, and she's a Queenslander, Ali Brigginshaw. How do you stop her? It's a question everyone asks every year, isn't it? Um, and it doesn't matter what level she plays, whether it's for the Broncos or for Queensland, she's just been so dominant in in the women's game over probably the last four or five years. But it's funny, I started my rugby league career um, back when Ali was just coming through as well. So I've known and watched her for a long time. Um, She's had that position move from the halves basically into that lock playing role. So, um, yeah, look, that will be our biggest challenge. And obviously that's something that we will look at. And and I've been part of many teams that we've, we've got to shut Ali down, but for some reason we never shut Ali down. So... She always seems to step up, um, but yeah, look, it'll be um, something that we will really look at, and obviously that Queensland team, they've got some really good young talent coming through that was showcased in the last Origin, so it'll be good. We've also got some great talent through New South Wales um, in some up-and-comers coming through. You know, the way I see it, we've got the best backline, I feel, in, in Australia, in uh, our New South Wales squad, so yeah, we'll be we'll be utilising our strengths and um, trying to come up with a really good game plan. And Collie, how far are we away from the first match? Uh, there will be only one match and it'll actually okay. be played um, on the Friday before the second Men's Origin, so I believe that's the 25th of June, so um, yeah, we're unknown on where it will be played as yet, so I'm not sure whether we will be back here in New South Wales or we'll be heading to Queensland again. Okay. I've done a lot of work with New South Wales Rugby League for a long, long time, and, and I can put my hand up in the air. It's a great organisation, isn't it? And and the centre of excellence there at uh, Olympic Park, it's just, you know, one of the best in the world. Absolutely. Like, as I said, I was I was pretty chuffed when I got the call um, asking if I'd consider taking the position and then, you know, having some chats with uh, Dave Trodden and then obviously Bert Lowry there now, the football manager, Um Look, the support that I'm getting from them is overwhelming. And then for the board, and I've had a couple of board members call me since the appointment. So, look, I couldn't work for a better organisation organization to start with. Um, the facilities that we've got there now at New South Wales are great. Um, I've had the privilege of training out of them a couple of times already. So, look, it's um, the support getting from New South Wales uh, is overwhelming. And it's really good that they're not just talking about getting more females involved either. You know, it's a real big um, emphasis now that, you know, even in my role as Pathways Manager is that we want to start getting more females involved in our game at at all levels, you know, with coaching, uh, trainers, managers, you know, right across the board. And it's um, the support from the board and also Dave Trodden has been great. Yeah, Kylie, it sounds like Dave Trotten has made the right choice in you. And, uh, and well, good luck. Good luck for for, for this season. And um, and go the Blues. Get that trophy back, will you, please? Oh, don't worry. We'll be <laughs> doing it for sure. Um, it's going to be exciting. Looking forward to it. And thank you very much. On the way on Afternoon Sport, well, he wears a lot of hats, but he wears them well. Tony Shepard, the chairman of Venues New South Wales. Of course, he runs GWS as chairman. And he is also on the border racing New South Wales. That is on the way. Stump to Stump is Australia's newest and most interactive cricket platform for all cricket fans, players and clubs to share stories, match results, memories and experiences. Stumptostump.com
Afternoon sport, and it's a real treat today to have Tony Shepherd on the line. Now, Tony is the, the chairman of Venues New South Wales. He's also chairman of his beloved GWS Giants on the board of racing New South Wales. So wears many, many hats, and uh, so there's quite a bit to talk about. Tony, how are you? Good, thanks, Jim. How are you? Very well. Tony, fantastic. Just start with it. Fantastic to have a, uh, a test match at the SCG this year, wasn't it? It was just phenomenal. It, um, it was just what we needed. Mm. I think the sporting public have just been so disappointed with a terrible year to get, you know, a decent crowd, not a decent crowd there, but a reasonable crowd there at a test and see a, a really exciting game. Yeah. It was very uplifting. And look, congratulations to the New South Wales government. They've been fantastic during this pandemic in keeping sport going and they worked to make sure that that test took place. And we did the, you know, we did the T20 and the ODIs for the Indian Tour as well and that went well. And then the BBL final was outstanding. We had, mm. you know, well over 20,000 people there. That was an exciting night as well. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's a good recovery, a cricket-led recovery. Yeah, very much. That was a great atmosphere that night. I took the kids along to the BBL and obviously was there working through the test match. What's it like being the custodian of a ground of such majesty and history like the Sydney Cricket Ground, Tony? Well, it's a great honour. It is a very great honour. And every time you work, walk in there, like you might go in there for a meeting and you sit there and you look out at, at the uh, oval at the, at the arena and you feel a special pang, you know, and then mm. you look at those two old stands as well. It's quite emotional. I, I find it, look, if I'm down, you know, and in business and life, you, know, you can get down. And I just find if I walk, go to the SCG and walk out on the, on the pitch, I, I feel a lot better already. <laughs> so it's it's really got a, it's got some magic about it. Yeah, Tony, I've actually get, I was getting goosebumps there when you were talking about that. I, I still get the still same vibe when I walk into the ground, and all the special memories come flooding back. and And I believe that the um, the city football stadium is ahead of schedule as well, which is and that's looking that's going to be a super um, stadium, isn't it? Stadium, look, it's, isn't it? It, look, I think it's it's on time. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves okay. there for practical completion in July, twenty twenty two. Infrastructure New South Wales is managing it, doing a really good job, working very closely with our people. And the contractor, John Holland's got the A team on it. They've got people that have done stadiums before. In fact, the you know the, the guy in charge uh, did the Noble Bradman stand, the new stand. Mm-hmm. So he knows exactly what he's doing and well organised and it's going well. So fingers crossed the weather helps us and it'll be there. Yeah, it'll be a magnificent stadium. I think it'll be one of the best rectangular stadiums in the world. Yeah, it'll just be great. And in that spot where you can just wander up into Paddington and the precinct, Kipax Lake, everything around it is like a, is a soundtrack for many of our childhood, childhoods and our, and our lives. And the thing about uh, the new stadium, uh, Tony, is that uh, it's going to house so much wonderful sport. You know, it's going to be the home ground for the Roosters, uh, also Sydney FC, and the facilities in and around it, the pool, the gym, blah, 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 a, a great little bonus and boost for the membership. It will be, and of course they're going to get brand new facilities as a part of this, and they'll be fabulous. And as you know, it's our members that underwrite our existence fundamentally. I mean, we got like... 97% renewal of memberships in the 2020 wow. with virtually no attendance. You know, that's that's called loyalty, isn't it? And in, in the modern world, that's quite exceptional. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Um, Tate, putting on your GWS hat, how are they going to go this season? Um, they've, they've seemed to – they've done well in the past few years but got to the sort of the finals and, and, and really struggled a bit. How, how will they shape up this year? 
Well, our girls are already underway. They've won their last two games. Cora Sorton from uh, Ireland kicked four goals. Outstanding at 39. Incredible. Mm. Our boys are going well. Personal bets, bests in all the time trials. Uh, yeah, a few injuries, normal stuff at the start of the year. I think they'll go really well. Uh, we were knocked around by the pandemic last year and yeah. moving around all over Australia like gypsies. Um, and I think we'll go pretty well this year. I think we're we're quietly confident that uh, we'll return to our previous form. So, yeah, I think this will be a big year for the Giants. Yeah, we're starting. By the way, to our see- membership, our membership again. Uh, we got a membership record, a record number renewed at the Giants. Uh, even again, they couldn't attend, which shows that how sticky our our committed people are. Tony, do you think that's part of pe- people being starved of of sport a bit too? I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Look, if you remember, I mean, the, racing was the only thing going on for a while. We'd all sit up yeah. there watching TV with our tab account. <laughs> that's all we did. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, my, yeah, my tab account's looking healthier now that I don't have to do them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even have one. That's how much discipline I need in and around my punting. Um, now, Tony, uh, just on that subject, look, uh, really looking forward to the autumn. We've got Racing Dreams back on Sky News, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really lovely time in Sydney and an extra magical time. As just mentioned, the whole COVID thing, we had no crowd at the Golden Slipper last year. We'll have 75% as things are going now we've got the uh, unveiling of the wonderful Winx statue uh, in just a couple of weeks at uh, at Rose Hill Gardens and you're on the board of Racing New South Wales of course. Yeah well look it's, that's that's probably the best job I've ever had <laughs> yeah we've got a, we've got, a, we've got a, a great board I mean a really high quality board and of course an outstanding uh, CEO and PVL and it's never boring and we're always on the move and uh, look Racing New South Wales under Peter's leadership, was what got sport, kept sport going in Australia. He's the one that kept racing going. Then he he pulled that into rugby league and that got everybody going basically. So in many respects, Racing New South Wales set the scene for the whole country and it's been very successful. We'll have a great autumn carnival. You know, we all look forward to the Everest now, second biggest race in the world. And yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. And the, the track track is looking outstanding. So... Yeah, it'll be good fun. Tony, you wear many hats. What's what's your favourite sport personally? Oh, look, I, I hate to say that. I hate to say this because you know I'm, I've got to, I've got to be I've got to love all sports, and I do. I'm a yeah. sports junkie, but probably AFL is the sport I played as a, you know as a young yep. person. So yep. that's the one that I like, and and I, I'm I'm very passionate about cricket too. There's no such thing as too much cricket. There's no such thing as too much sport, is there? And as as a Melbourneian of origin, um, you're not one of these Melbourneians who who go for Queensland in the state of origin, though, are you, Tony? God no. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, God no. <laughs> I would rather stick hot needles in my eyes. Um, um, <laughs> I I love Sydney and I love New South Wales. I I think this is. I reckon Sydney's the best city in the world and it's the best state in the world. So I'm, I'm a total convert. I will tell you, you're doing a magnificent job. And I, I think I mentioned before, it, um, sport gives people a lot of pleasure, uh, particularly in the tough year we've had uh, in 2020. Um, so keep up the good work and uh, let's keep those venues open so people can keep coming in and enjoying sport. Oh, thanks very much. And that's great. And thanks for your encouragement. That, that we need that every now and then. You get a little bit down, so it's great to have you guys in support. 
And, and, and just personally, I really appreciate uh, what is not only a lot of work we do together, but friendship as well. And it's, we are lucky in this state and country to have someone like you uh, on those boards because I know it does take up a lot of time. Thanks for coming on Afternoon Sport. My pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you very much, guys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app now so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Tony Shepard and Kylie Hilda. Thanks also, Shano, to our great sponsors. Yeah, great sponsors, Spartan Sports, SpartanSportsHQ.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye.